In episode number 111, I showed you how to create an advanced search form, and one of the key parts of that is this code right here, where I presented a way that you can generate conditions dynamically by concatenating some SQL strings together. This is not a very nice approach. It's quite messy, and it also was a little buggy too. So if you ever find yourself concatenating SQL query conditions like this, then you might want to look for another alternative. And in this episode, I'm going to show you one such alternative, that is search logic. This creates a bunch of named scopes which you can call on any active record model uh, to perform conditions on various attributes. For example, let's say user has a username, you could do username does not equal, begins with, is like, ends with, and so on to find uh, various users of different kinds. And the great thing about this is these are named scopes, which basically means that you can chain them together and they're very efficient. So how do we get started using search logic? Well, you just need to download the gem. Gem install, search logic. And then inside of your environment.rb config file, just add the config.gem line for search logic. I'm first going to show you how this gem works in the console. Now I have a list of products here. And by the way, the what I'm using to get this output uh, displayed like this is a gem called Herb or Herb. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well if you want to check that out. And notice I'm also outputting my log in here. And I'm doing that using this command, which I'll put in the show notes as well. So that's what I'm using here. And I notice I have a list of products, and these are uh, models inside of our database. And what I want to do is search on them. Let's say I want to find all of the products with the name video inside of them. And the way I could do that with search logic is just call product.name like, which will perform a like query, SQL query, uh, and then just pass in video in here. And then it returns the two products. And notice it performs a like SQL query there. Now with each of these, there's also a not variation. So I could do name not like, and that will return all the products that do not contain the word video in the name. Now, as I mentioned, I could chain these queries together. So I could do uh, not like video and how about price is greater than uh, $5. And maybe price is less than uh, 200. And there we go. Now I can also pass an array of multiple words to a condition if I do something like name like any of, uh, let's say, couch or table. That will return records that have either the word couch or table in their name. Uh, I could do something like name like all, and then maybe video and console. That will return uh, only the records that have both video and console in their name. Now we can also perform queries on associated attributes. So notice there's a category ID column in here, so a product belongs to a category, and I have multiple categories here. So what I want to do is let's say I want to find all products which contain the word with a category that which contains the word electric in it. So I might do something like product.category name like electric, actually just elect, let's do that, 
and then it finds all the products where the category's name is like elect. Now search logic also gives us a method called search that we can call on a model. So just search, and then we can pass in conditions, and these conditions are the same as the name scope options you have. So uh, let's say um, category ID, or actually category name, like elect and price less than uh, 100. And notice this actually returns a search uh, object. So actually I should assign that to a variable. And in IRB, if you ever forget to assign something to a variable, just pass in an underscore and that'll reference that last uh, object that was returned in the last command. So um, there we go. Now search is assigned to S. And we can call all on this to return the objects uh, which would match the search. And you notice there's two records here. Uh, we could actually call namescopes on this as well. So we can say um, uh, name like video and then fetch all of them. It'll just limit it to that. And these namescopes, you can use your own namescopes as well in here. So if you add more additional namescopes to your product class in this case, uh, you could just call those on the search object as well. So it's a great way to conditionally uh, uh, build up uh, namescoped queries. Oh, and we can also pass in any kind of sort ordering options as well. So it's not just conditions that uh, search logic helps us with. So we can say product dot um, send by name, and that will sort our products in alphabetical order. All right, that's enough of the console. Uh, let's try this out in a real application. So here I have a list of products, and notice I have a search form at the top. Now currently the search form isn't hooked up to anything. If you try typing in something in here, it'll just go to the page and still list all the products, but notice the search parameter is in the URL here. So we want to extract this out and perform a search on our products. So here's that index action in our products controller. And what we want to do is use a name like method. So we're using search logic here. And let's actually do name like all and pass in an array of words here that the user might type in. So we'll do params search and then uh, just split this. And that'll split it on the white space. So it'll turn it into an array of words. And actually, Let's turn this into a string, so just in case uh, the search parameter isn't typed in yet. And uh, just for fun, let's order this by uh, name. And now if I hit reload here, notice it now just limits the products to those with the name video inside of them. And because I split by the name and I search for all of those words, so I can type in video console, and that'll find all products with those two words in the name. Now let's make this form a little bit more complex. So let's add a few more fields here, one for selecting a category and maybe a price range. Now if we take a look at our view for our index action, you can see here's the section where we're displaying the form. Now I, did, I based this code on the simple search form I showed you in episode number 37, but there's another way we could do this that search logic provides uh, that will make this a little simpler. And what we'll do is change this form tag into a form 4. Now I normally don't recommend doing this unless we're editing a resource. Uh, but in this case, if you think of a search as a resource, it does make a little bit of sense. 
So what I'm going to have is a search instance variable object, which I'm going to create in the controller that we're basically adding attributes on. And so let's add a couple fields here for this new search uh, form. And let's add one called name like, and let's give this a label name. Let's add one for uh, category ID equals. And we're going to actually change this to a collection select, fetch all the categories and display their ID and name in that select menu. Then finally, we're going to have uh, price greater than or equal to, let's say price range. And this will be made up of actually two text fields, uh, one called that and one called price less than or equal to. Let's make these sizes a little bit smaller, about eight. Oh, and obviously I can't forget the search button. There we go. Now hopefully these field names look a little familiar to you. They're basically those name scopes that AuthLogic gives us. So we're uh, assigning values to those. So that means back in our controller, we can change this to use product.search. This will actually return a search object that gets used in that form. And we use param search, which will be now a hash of attributes from those form values which are passed in. So like I showed you before, you can pass in name scope options into the search method, and that's what we're doing here. So really any field form can go in there that matches to a name scope. And then we can just assign this to products with search.all. So let's give this a try. Um, here's our search form, and notice actually the clothing doesn't have a blank value for the select option, so let me change that. So back in our index view, let me change this collection select to include blank equals true. Hit reload here, and there we go. Now you have the option to select no category. But let's try selecting one, hit submit, and that works. Uh, let's see, price is less than $50, hit submit. There we go. So as you can see, this is pretty awesome in having an instant search form. Let me finish this off by showing you one more feature that SearchLogic provides, and that is sorting. So it gives you a nice little helper method called order, which you can pass your search object to and a by option. There's some other options as well. So we can say by uh, name, that'll give us a link to search by sort by name and sort by price. There we go. Hit reload here, and now we have sort by options, which we can choose here and do even ascending and descending. So as you can see, search logic is pretty awesome. It comes with a bunch of search features. Now I'm mostly impressed with the name scope solution that it provides. Um, as for the view side, I only really recommend using that, you know, with the form for search uh, option. I only really recommend using that on administration or something where there's some kind of authorization behind it. Uh, for a couple reasons. One is that the URLs are pretty ugly, but that's because everything's being nested in the search hash. Another reason is that uh, 
The user is not limited to just the fields which you present in the form. They can trigger any of the uh, name scopes which are available on your model. So you want to be careful with that because that might be a security risk. So I think for administration pages, this is a really great way to, to get a quick searching form uh, up and running. But on the user side, custom public pages, I think uh, a custom form would be a, a better solution. Now I want to finish this off by mentioning one more thing real quick here. Uh, if you're concerned at all about performance, uh, if you think search logic is adding all these name scopes to your model and it's just going to bog it down, it only adds it as you use the name scopes. And so as you can see here in the readme, it utilizes method missing to only generate the name scopes as necessary. So this way it's a, a very nice performance solution. And I know it put my mind at rest when I heard that as well. So uh, AuthLogic is just a really cool uh, plugin. I definitely recommend you check it out and use it for any kind of solution where you really need to search on a bunch of different conditions. But if you are doing a lot of text-based searching, look for another a uh, full-text search engine such as Thinking Sphinx. That'll fit your needs better than stringing together SQL queries. And that about wraps up this episode. I'll see you next week. This episode is sponsored in part by Clutterpad, an awesome online project management and collaboration tool. Sign up now and get a chance to use it at clutterpad.com. Also sponsored by RubyMine, a Rails IDE with intelligent code completion, refactorings, debugger, and much more. You can also preview the next version, which includes many new features. Check it out at jetbrains.com ruby 